everyone. We are back for another episode of the Hound Science Center's podcast series, Off the Stage. My name is Maddie Miller. I'm the media specialist for the Hound Science Center. And today I get to sit down and talk with Brooke Osterman, who is the Director of Policy and Communications at Housing Next, which is an organization that works to provide equitable housing right here in Grand Rapids, an area where rent is high and demand continues to outspace development. Brooke, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is so fun. And the reason we're doing this podcast is um, we are excited to partner with you and with Housing Next on an upcoming event called Housing Solutions What's Next. And that is coming up on Thursday, March 16th, and it's going to be awesome. So registration is open for that if you are interested. But anyways, getting back to the podcast, we're going to start off um, how I like to start all of our podcasts, which is our with our famous BOQ, which stands for Bowl of Questions. Okay. Um, so Brooke, I'll have you reach in and grab a question <laughs> while I explain. For um, those listening, these are questions that were submitted via social media, and Brooke is going to pick two at random to answer. And if you are interested, the listener, in submitting some questions for our future speakers during the podcast, follow us on social media at HowitzsteinGVSU. Be on the lookout for a post asking for submissions okay let's hear the first question here we go oh do you have a celebrity friend crush Ooh, a celebrity friend crush gosh this is a hard one yeah different than a celebrity crush yes friend crush i like this question okay i would say uh mindy kaling for sure i I had to think for just a minute but mindy kaling i think her humor and just her like outlook on life is just so good incredible it is I mean from like back in the office day I loved her on the office but and everything she's been in since yeah huge fan of her books like she just yeah helps you to see like the light in the chaos of life yeah I love it so much oh I love it that's such a great answer perfect let's yes second question second question I'm sweating (laughs) okay would you rather always have to wear long sleeves or always have to wear short sleeves? Wow. Ooh. Living in Michigan, that's an interesting this is, question. This is an interesting question. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with always have to wear short sleeves. Okay. And I'm answering it that way because it's March and yes. I am looking forward to warm weather. And I think yes. even if I had to endure the cold mm-hmm. with my short sleeves in the yeah. winter... The fact that I could soak up the sun yeah. with my short sleeves, like that's it. Yeah, like on a on like a sunny, <laughs> snowy sunny day. day. Yep, yep. yep, exactly. And short sleeves. This is also just logistically short sleeves. <laughs> like you could cover up a blank. You could have a blanket, yes, like that's something. True. Whereas that's when true. you're hot and yeah, long sleeves, what do you do? do? Yeah. yeah, I like that. That's Good perspective. Okay, that's great. Well, <laughs> short thank you for sure. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for answering those bowl of question <laughs> questions. Um, and now we're going to transition to um, some questions that I came up with um, to ask you. And I was just telling you before we started how I did like a internet search (laughs) of you LinkedIn and whatnot so I'm excited to hear more but first I would love for you to just tell us you know where you grew up and then what you like to do for fun or were involved in in like your high school year childhood teenage years okay okay yeah so I I grew up in Ohio yes love Um, that me too yes so I'm from um, Ottawa Ohio it's a very small town I'm from Finley are you serious Yes. Okay, Wait, that's what? where that's... my parents went to high school. Oh my gosh, that's insane. <laughs> so we're connected. We right are now. connected. We're best yeah. Friends. Okay. Um, so yes, uh, grew up in Ohio. Uh, moved here when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. um, based on my parents' uh, employment, and so uh, moved up to West Michigan to Plainwell, Michigan, is okay. where 
Um, I went to high school and um, and some fun things that I kind of did during that time. I was on the swim team. I awesome. uh, loved that. I tried out cross country when I was in my senior year. I kind of decided okay. I wanted to learn to run, so I did yeah. that. Um, trying to think what else. I'm a big shopper. I love thrift shopping and those things. So I did love that. that my whole life. Yeah. Grand Rapids um, is a great place it for is, that. It is. Yeah. We have some great spots. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I would say like overall now and kind of my new activities I love here in the community. Like I love kayaking and biking and yeah. more outdoorsy now than I maybe used to be growing up. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, love to hear it. Well, that is great. Um, so my next question is, I saw that you, um, went to Michigan State University. Yes, MSU. go green! Love that. <laughs> um, tell us, like, about how you, I'm always curious to hear yeah. this, like, how you decided to go to Michigan State, and yep. then how you decided what to major in, too. Ooh, okay, great questions. Um, I'm wearing a green blazer right now, nobody yeah. can see that, but... Um, and so, your nails are and green, nails right? Are I was like, I noticed. <laughs> I was like, I noticed that. I represent. Um, yeah, I love that. But I would say, so uh, I actually started at, at Western uh, Michigan okay. University mm-hmm. near where I lived um, because I was deferred to MSU. Okay. Um, and so MSU was my my heart and soul. I uh, mm-hmm. did a lot of college tours when I was young. Yeah. Uh, that was maybe a hobby. My parents really wanted us to see what was out there, um, and I stepped on Michigan State's campus and just like felt it right yeah. what everybody talks about it happened for me it felt like home and mm-hmm. I had never been there before um and then uh, that desire to go there um continued I went to to western um that first semester and had to keep my grades up so I <laughs> could go to MSU um yeah. and got almost a 4.0 because I was so determined yeah, <laughs> that I was yeah. going to MSU um so had a, a little bit of a journey getting there but mm-hmm. once I got there um I was actually studying um, uh, biomedical uh, sciences. So okay. I was hoping to be a physician assistant. Okay. Um, loved the sciences, loved mm-hmm. all of that. Um, that was kind of the career path I decided on. And then um, did a little bit of uh, research because chemistry was really, really, really hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my passion wasn't necessarily getting me through it. So uh, I talked to my mom and I said, Mom, you know, what should I start looking into? And and so I went to the dietetics department, and I looked into all these different things and the curriculum, and at the end of the day, she said, you've always been interested in, like, law and mm-hmm. political science. Why don't you look at that? And I was like, ah, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know that I could, could cut it in that space. And yeah. went to the department and fell in love. I walked out of there with the curriculum saying, I want to take all these classes, like, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and knew that I needed to change my major, so I went to community college over the summer, um, starting in that field to kind of catch up to speed and yeah. ended up not turning back. So. Yeah, and I can see, like, based on your experience, that that has played out through your career. It has, yes. Yeah. Public po- so I, I graduated, uh, I started um, in the public policy program, Yeah. Um, and since then have, have definitely been aiming my career towards that space ever since. So. Yeah, well, my next question was going to be, like, can you just give us, like, a little bit of a brief timeline of your career that yeah. has led up to your current position at Housing Next? Yeah, sure. So uh, when I was in college at MSU... Um, I started interning for my state rep, um, mm-hmm. and then I interned for my state senator, mm-hmm. um, and that turned into full-time employment my senior year of college. So wow. I went to, I went downtown to work at the Capitol, and then on my lunch, I'd come back and do classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I actually um, came to the west side of the state mm-hmm. to work in economic development. Okay. Um, so left the legislature to get some more hands-on experience um, on like issue-specific things, so I worked... 
Um, they're working and supporting entrepreneurs and starting mm-hmm. their businesses. Um, and then I ended up at the Grand Rapids Chamber, getting to do some of that same technical assistance for area businesses. Yeah. Um, and then before Housing Next, I, I went to back to Kalamazoo, mm-hmm. uh, where I was from, and did public policy and economic development there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then most recently took on this incredible position with Housing Next to do more of the, the community development policy um, instead of the pure economic development policy that I've been working on. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that is um, a great resume of experience, <laughs> which is just so um, admirable. <laughs> yes. Um, and like I said, like I was just looking at your LinkedIn experience, and I can tell you really have a passion, like you talked about, innovation, entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. small businesses, helping underrepresented up underrepresented communities in the economy, you know, and so much more. Why do you feel like your work is important? Mm -hmm. And then kind of a second question, what support or encouragement do you seek when things get hard? Oh, wow. That's good. Um, I would say why I feel like my work in, I'll speak specifically to housing because I'm incredibly passionate about the space that I'm in now. Um, and I would say why that work is so important is because Um, there are so many, for so many people in the community, they can't Mm -hmm. find housing, they can't find adequate housing, they can't find affordable housing. And we know that we're an incredible place to live and to work and we continue to grow. Um, but that growth has, has consequences, right? We have um, people who want to live here and that's a great thing, but we need to make sure that we can provide them a great quality of life and that Mm -hmm. they have all the things that they are striving towards, um, there's nothing more important than having a place to call home. Yeah. Uh, that stability for education and health outcomes is so important. Um, I think overall the, the public policy, why it's so important is because it's really important to look at challenges in a way that there are collaborative solutions, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what I love about public policy is saying we have an identified issue that is, that is plaguing the community, that is a challenge, Um, But we also have it within our power to look for solutions and to move those forward. And I see that here in the community, specifically around housing. Um, Can you repeat the second question? Yes, of course. (laughs) That was a great answer. So second question was just like, what support or encouragement do you seek when things get hard? Mm Because I can imagine in public policy, like, it's not always an easy road. So yeah, I would say um, for me, again, it's kind of that I felt like, um, I've been called to be kind of this this a person in the middle, this facilitator, right? Yeah. Um, that can kind of understand both sides of an argument, that can kind of bring people together um, around the things that they have in common versus the things that they don't have in common. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like I really lean my energy into that when things get hard of, if it's hard, it means that it's important. Mm-hmm. And um, that if it's hard, uh, you have it within you. You're here in this moment, in this place, with this experience um, to make a difference yeah. and trying to kind of lean into that and say, um, if it wasn't hard, it wouldn't be important. Yeah. And if I wasn't here, uh, I'm, I'm here for a reason, right? I'm mm-hmm. here to make a difference and I'm here to be a part of the solution. So I think those things all drive me forward. And I would mm-hmm. say, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't say my daughter now also is a huge piece of that. Just looking yeah. at what the, the future world looks like for her and, mm-hmm. and the people I love around me in this community and making sure that they all have the ability to thrive here in West Michigan. It's huge. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, when you think about your experience in your career thus far, um, what is something you've done or been a part of that you're just really proud of? Ooh, oh, that's a good one. I would say, um, okay, I'll share that um, when I worked at Lakeshore Advantage in economic uh-huh. development, okay, um, I had the ability to work with 
some incredible startups. So that was my work. Oh, I worked yeah. on a program called Surge, which is doing okay. incredibly well to this day. Mm-hmm. There's an amazing team. Um, but that was all in infancy, kind of when I came on board. Yeah. And so um, I was able to work with a lot of companies to help them get their business off the ground and make you know those dreams kind of come to reality um, through the work that Lakeshore Advantage was doing. And um, now I'm seeing those businesses thrive, you know, years later. Um, yeah. And they're hiring. They're hiring yeah. people. They're growing. Um, they're making an impact on the community and, and providing good jobs and mm-hmm. good experiences for people. Um, and so I think that for me is um, just really rewarding to see what that can look like when you support yeah. other people's dreams and mm-hmm. and empower them and, and support them when things get really hard. Mm-hmm. Um and one of those entrepreneurs is a good friend of mine now. And, and so just witnessing that firsthand and yeah. as a community member has just been incredible. Yeah, even just to like for you to be able to like interact with those businesses now that you don't even work there right. anymore. Like right. what a what a rewarding it's, experience. It's really cool. It's really yeah. cool to see that. You know, they're they're you know growing and expanding in my neighborhood or in the community. Yeah. And, and that's just really neat to know that you were a small part of that. Yeah. So. That's awesome. That's so cool to hear. Um, one cool thing I thought was, um, last October you received recognition for being a 40 under 40, um, by the Grand Rapids Business Journal. And yesterday was International Women's Day. So I would ask, I wanted to ask you, what is your biggest advice for specifically women in business? Okay. So I would say, um, that I have had so many incredible mentors. Mm -hmm. I've had women show up for me um, and offer me opportunities that I that I maybe wasn't quite ready for at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to, first of all, say happy International Women's Day to all of those women yes. and thank them wholeheartedly. Um, but also to share that, that getting a mentor, even if it's not formal, I think is mm-hmm. huge, right? And so um, I would love to be that for other women. Yeah. Um, but I think we all can show up for each other and help guide, you know, whether it's professional or personal. Mm-hmm. Um, the other piece of advice I would give is, is one that you've probably heard before, which is that you have it within you to do whatever it is you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. I think so often um, as women or, or young women especially, we have imposter syndrome. You know, we we feel like, well, once I know more, once I learn more, once I mm-hmm. whatever, maybe I'll be ready. But um, my experience has been that uh, you are ready long before you think you are to lead mm-hmm. and to um, bring your experiences to the table and to make a difference. And so, um, lean into that girl. You've got, you've got the power within you already. Yeah. You don't need more time or more experience. You got uh, it. I know you're like talking to all of our listeners, but I feel like you're talking to me. I'm, I'm like, to oh, yes. I'm like, wow, I'm so inspired. Um, that is amazing. Thank you um, for sharing that. That somebody actually just recently was talking about mentorship and that's mm-hmm. just something that we really need to create. I, I've always pictured mentorship as like something for my personal life. Right. But I think that mentorship in like your professional life, oh, yeah. what a great opportunity. It so. is. It is. And I would say too, look at, look at the people around you, your friends, your peers in, mm-hmm. you know, the places that you work. Um, some of my greatest mentors have not always been leaders of organizations, right? That, yeah. they, they have been too. Um, but sometimes they're the the friends and colleagues around me that say, what is it you want? What yeah. is it you want to do? And have helped kind of guide me on my path. So yeah. look for those women around you who um, can be your be your biggest fans, your biggest advocates. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice. Um, I have two more questions for you. So the first, um, second to last one is, 
just talking about housing next mm-hmm. and, you know, our upcoming partnership, which I'm so excited for that event and whatnot. Me too. Um, how can, av- I guess, like average citizens like yeah. myself, someone who just lives and works in Grand Rapids, um, help with Housing Next mission? How can I be a part of it? I am so glad you asked that. <laughs> so, um, so we have... Um, a coalition okay. of grassroots folks, just like you, just like me in our neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, so people who care about housing, they say, um, I want to see more housing choice here, more affordability. I want to have space for new neighbors. I want to be a welcoming community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have a few thousand folks that you can sign up on our website, housingnext.org. Wow. You can put in where you live and where you work, and we can give you information on projects that are going on in your neighborhood. Um, but Second to that, you'll get information on how you can show up at your your local meetings, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's maybe not the sexiest thing in the world, if I'm allowed to say that here, but yeah. uh, but showing up at your your local municipality meetings and um, letting them know that you want to see more housing, that you care about more uh, space for for folks in your community at every yeah. price point. Um, showing up at those planning commission meetings to support projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes, there are five people in a room that are saying no and nobody there saying yes, even though there are a lot of people that would say yes. Yeah. And so you're one voice at a neighborhood association meeting or planning commission mm-hmm. uh, could be the voice. So so sign up to be a part of our coalition. Um, you'll get all of that information. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, look for ways that you can, you can be an advocate in your neighborhood for Uh, for new neighbors. Yeah, that's awesome. I love to hear that. Um, For those of you listening, you can go to housingnext.org to um, learn more and to sign up to be part of that coalition, um, which will be linked in the description below of this podcast. Um, Last question, Mm -hmm. which is actually a question that I ask all of our podcast guests, which I just always think is a great way to end the podcast, Mm -hmm. talking about your career and your experience. Um, my last question for you is what advice would you give to somebody wanting to go down a career path that's similar to yours, so specifically your line of work? Ooh, okay. So I would say if you look at my career path, it all makes sense now, okay? <laughs> but it didn't when I was going through it. Yeah. Um, so I knew I wanted to be in public policy. I knew I wanted to find a purpose that I cared for and could learn a lot about mm-hmm. and advocate for. Um, but I would say my advice would be if something excites you, If something is a passion of yours, keep following that no matter where it leads you and recognize that wherever you're at, there is an opportunity to live out that passion. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, you're you're there for a reason. You're there in that space, in that moment, in that career field for a reason. Um, And really lean into that of saying, what am I going to learn here in this moment that that connects to my passion? It might not be 150% where I want to be. But what can I learn? What can I do here that makes an impact? Um, Because ultimately, you know, you have to be able to find that in the stuff that you do so that it opens up more doors of opportunity. Yeah. Um, And I would also say, like, don't give up on that passion. If you're Mm -hmm. if you care about um, advocacy and policy, keep searching for it and keep Mm -hmm. finding the places for it. Um, I think that risk and change is scary. Um, but I wouldn't have found something I was so incredibly passionate about mm-hmm. um, if I wasn't a little bit willing to keep chasing that passion, even if it meant making a, a scary change. Or uh, yeah. a lot of times, I you know moved on um, from my place of employment not because I didn't love what I did, but because I loved something else more. Yeah, um, yeah. and that's that was always scary because you never knew it was uncertainty mm-hmm. um, and uncertainty in myself of whether yeah. or not I could actually do it. Right, imposter yeah. syndrome. Um, 
but it's the it's the reason I'm here today in a field that mm-hmm. I love doing work that I'm incredibly passionate about. Yeah, well, thanks for sharing that, Brooke. That was so good. And um, Brooke's LinkedIn will be um, linked in the description below. So if you want to learn more about her and connect with her, uh, the amazing work that she's doing, um, you can follow that to connect with her. And um, like I mentioned in the beginning, we are excited to partner with you and with Housing Next for our upcoming event, which is called Housing Solutions, What's Next? And that is coming up on Thursday, March 16th at 6 p.m. right down here at the downtown Grand Valley campus in Loosemore Auditorium. This is a free event, which will feature a panel of local housing leaders and housing policy expert Shane Phillips, who is the author of The Affordable City. And it will explore the causes of West Michigan's housing challenges and seek new innovative solutions to address our region's housing needs. So if you want more information or to RSVP for this free event, visit gvsu.edu slash hc slash housing, which will be linked in the description below. Brooke, thank you so much for thank joining you. me. This Look was so fun. seeing everybody on Thursday. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Off the Stage Podcast, a series produced by the Houndstein Center for Presidential Studies at Grand Valley State University. The Houndstein Center, inspired by Ralph Houndstein's life of leadership and service, is dedicated to raising a community of ethical, effective leaders for the 21st century. For more information on our center, our Cook Leadership Academy, or our Common Ground Initiative, visit our website at www.gvsu.edu. To keep up with our current events and reoccurring initiatives, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn, all of which can be found linked below. If you liked this episode, consider giving us a review or rating so we can be found by other podcast listeners. Again, thanks for listening to Off the Stage Podcast.